Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Welcome back. Today we're doing episode 40 and we're going to talk all about music in our schools month. I'm going to sound a little different today because I'm losing my voice, but I don't want to miss a week in recording a podcast episode. So just bear with me today and I hope you get a lot from this episode, even though I do not sound like myself, okay? (laughs) It is Jessica. I just sound like, I don't know, like I've swallowed a toad or something like that. Allergies in Northwest Arkansas right now are... I don't know, you guys, the struggle is real. Um, It is when I'm recording this, it is spring break. And so my I have three boys and I have been at a lot of parks. We've been spending a lot of time outside because the weather has been gorgeous. But with that comes pollen in the air and things are blooming, which is beautiful. But every time something's blooming, I instantly know, I just know what's going to happen. Spring allergies are a real struggle. But today I want to talk about music in our schools month, um, which is in March. And so we're pretty much nearing closer to April now. But I didn't want March to end without me talking about this amazing topic. Um, First of all, I want to talk about what it means to me. And then also why it shouldn't just be important advocating for music education just in the month of March. But I think it's so amazing that a month has been set aside to advocate for music education. So (coughs) to me, music in our schools month means, like I said, advocating for music education. Now, this can be done in a lot of different ways. And in the show notes, I'm linking to a blog post I wrote about this last year about why three reasons music in our schools month matters. But to me, advocating for music education, I think when people, um, and I've talked to amazing music educators about this topic, I think a lot of people, when they think of advocating for music education, is you're just constantly, you know, picketing or like, you know, stomping your feet and, you know, complaining about how music isn't valued as much as it should be. That is needed. It is definitely needed for people to show up and advocate for music education to, you know, um, the Congress buildings and things like that. But advocating for music education can also be simple things. To me, my story, I've shared a lot of times, I can't remember how many times now, but I mean, it's shared all over my website and everywhere you see me on social media or anywhere on this podcast, um, about my first teaching position. Um, my school had not had music for seven years. So, talk about advocating for music education. First of all, obviously, I knew my students needed to learn music, but I also knew equally important was getting the other teachers and staff in my school building and also the parents to understand the importance of music. Um, Because I did not want what had happened for the seven years before I started there to ever happen again, where music would just be taken out of the school again. And I know that's a lot of times not up to the school. It's up to the district, which arts program they're advocating 
and going to include in each school building. So my school did just have one or the other. They had art and then they just had music. I did not like that. I don't think it's a well-rounded education, but that's how it happened. So for me, advocating for music education would be simple things like inviting parents to, if they're bringing their child lunch, why don't you stop in and watch what we're doing in the music room? Because you know what would end up happening? They would end up telling their friends, and I taught at a very small school, their um, friends who also had students at our school about what they saw happening in the music room. So word of mouth would happen a lot. Then if I needed um, extra support when it came for time for programs, I needed people to attend the programs and value their children actually showing up to perform and how important it was. Um, Just inviting them to come. If they can't come to the program, come sit and watch a dress rehearsal. Come and watch us rehearse. Inviting other students to watch the other students performing you know, when it was a dress rehearsal. Um, it, all those things are important. The teachers, a lot of times, you guys, they don't know what goes on in the music room. So sometimes, you know, say, hey, why don't, like, you know, five, well, we all know the five minutes before they get their class is not the typical time to come watch what happens in the music room because you're lining the kids up and things like that. But, hey, if you have five minutes in your playing time, maybe when you're making copies, why don't you just swing by and see what your kids are doing in my room? I'm telling you, A lot of advocating for music education to me is just having people who are not aware of what happens in the music room becoming aware. And I'm talking about just people you have contact with on a daily basis with teachers and staff and parents, inviting them to come sit in, inviting them to observe, inviting them to just know what their child's doing. You know, maybe it is just peeking in the window. It sounds like a creeper, but you know, the window you have in your door is what I mean, your classroom door and letting them just stay in there and observe. Um, I I would see faces poking their heads in the window a lot. And they didn't think I saw them, but I saw a lot. They were very curious about what happens in the music room. Don't push that away. Invite these people to, you know, come and join you. And don't just observe, come and join us. Join this folk dance we're doing. Learn the recorder with my students. Sing this song with us. Be a partner to one of the kids when we're doing a partner activity. I think a lot of times this just isn't thought about or it's just you get nervous. I know this because I do too about having other adults coming into your classroom because you're like, oh my gosh, they're watching me. What if they don't think I'm doing a good enough job? What if they don't um, like the way I'm doing this? Or what if they, what if the kids start acting up when they're in here? Push those feelings aside and just have them enjoy learning music just like your students are. And I promise you, that's a huge way to advocate for your program, okay? So I wanted to share what worked for me and then also why I think, like I said, let that go on all year, not just in the month of March, okay? Maybe it is, maybe you have a way to communicate with your parents where it's not just paper newsletters. Maybe you have your own little class website. So update on there, what your students are doing in the music room. And maybe it depends on your school and um, for safety precautions, if you're allowed to post videos and things like that. But you can always probably record audio and post that. You could post pictures and, you know, um, blotch the kids' faces out so they can't see particular students. You can um, even post about what songs they're learning that, that month in the music room so the parents can practice at home. And then always you know, if there's a newsletter going home with their regular classroom, include at the bottom, hey, check out Miss, you know, I'm going to use my name, Miss Presta's Music Corner. Go to this site and you can see what they're doing in the music room. 
there's always a way to inform parents and the other teachers and staff what is going on in the music room. And honestly, just awareness of what you're doing, like I said, goes a long way with advocating for your music program, okay? But let's go over why music in our school mo- school's month matters, why just a month set aside does matter so much, okay? First of all, before I recorded this podcast episode, I was doing a little bit of research about why music in our music in our school's month started. I think a lot of times people just aren't aware of why it started, like what is the importance of it, what why March, you know? So I started doing some research and um I found out that Music in Our Schools Month has been around for more than 30 years now. And it was actually started by National Association for Music Education, which I think is amazing. Um, It's just a time of year they set aside a month. I don't know if March was chosen for a reason, but I know they set aside a month to just really bring awareness to um, music education. And it's a time for music educators everywhere to come together to just really advocate for music education. It's just like anything. When everybody's talking about it all at once that's when a lot of awareness happens, right? Think about an election, and I'm not going to talk about particular (laughs) candidates and different, you know, um, presidents or governors or senators right now, but I just want you to think of any election, okay? And think about all the hype that surrounds it, right? We know that usually takes place in November, okay? So think about all the hype and talk and advocating that goes on the months leading up to it, but also mainly in that particular month. Think about holidays. Let's talk about, I'm in November right now, so let's talk about Thanksgiving. What do you do a lot of in your school during Thanksgiving time? You do Thanksgiving activities. People are preparing. People are talking about it. People are getting things ready. People are talking to their family about what they're going to do in Thanksgiving and memories. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I think they picked a, a month to focus on music in our schools and advocating for music education because there's a lot of Things, if everybody comes together and you're doing performances and talking about it and bringing awareness in your own school building, that's going on all around at the same time. It brings a lot of awareness at once. Um, And so um, I wanted to share three ways. And like I said, you can read this in the blog post also. But three ways that three reasons music in our schools month matters. So the first is because music education matters. I mean, obviously, right? And if you're listening to this, it's called the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. You're more than likely a music teacher or you're about to be a music teacher or you're curious about what being a music teacher is all about. Music education matters, okay? So why does it matter so much? Well, you know, because music is a subject all on its own. It's all, it's different than anything else. And honestly, music encompasses every subject matter into one class time. It's amazing. Kids can go from knowing nothing about music to developing a love for music that they've never experienced before. Maybe you're the only teacher, music teacher they've ever known. You're the only one that's ever given them the opportunity to learn music. You're the only one that's ever opened this door to singing when they never even knew they could sing. Maybe they never knew they had a talent to play an instrument. And because of you, they've developed a love for learning, you know, an instrument. And they're maybe taking private instrument lessons with guitar or piano now because you opened that curiosity door for them. Without music education, like I said in my school, I hated that the kids had had music. I believe it really does help them receive a full, well-rounded education. And without music, they don't get that. And I've also said this before, 
And I truly believe it. Kids um, feel a sense of accomplishment in the music room that they may not feel anywhere else. Where they struggle with math or reading and music, every kid can feel a sense of accomplishment. They can. And even your toughest kids who you're like, they're not participating or they're my behavior problem or they're not wanting to do anything I say or they're acting like they don't they don't like being in here. I promise you behind closed doors at night when nobody's around them laying in their bed, even these fifth grade boys who you may be having a hard time with, they are singing these songs at home in their own time and it's stuck in their head and it's staying with them. They value your class more than you could ever possibly know. So do not give up, okay? Another reason Music in Our Schools Month matters is because music advocacy matters. We just talked about that a little bit ago. Not just in your school building, but the community around you, they may just, maybe just don't know about the value of music education. Maybe the people in your community or your parents or the other teachers did not have a good music program when they were in elementary school. So what they view as an elementary music class is not what you're doing now. I've talked about that actually in episode 39. And when I talked about mentorship for the elementary music teacher with Elisa Jansen Jones, talking about um, how I had no mentor teacher. And then I thought I've talked before also about how whenever you have a bad experience in your elementary music class, You want to change that in your classroom. You don't want your students to just sit still and be bored. You don't want them to just, you know, have a monotone music teacher. You want to bring fun in. You want to bring fun into your music classroom and make it enjoyable. So maybe these people you're coming into contact with, all they're thinking of is their their music experience in their school. They don't know what you do in your particular classroom. They don't know the music the kids are learning and the hands-on experience and all the moving around and the instrument learning and the rhythm writing and the, all the other things that they're learning in music. They just are not aware. So it's up to you to bring awareness to what is really happening in your music room and not just your music room, but music, the music classrooms all around your district. You can help advocate for that as well. Come together with the other music teachers and you know, come up with a plan and ways to advocate for the music program, the music programs in all your different schools. So there's different ways to do this. I know that in the district I taught in, we had a, um, gosh, I can't remember what's called, but basically we're all of our, we each had certain students and I had a fourth and fifth grade honors choir. So these are the kids that were participate. We each brought about 20 students from our school to do a big giant elementary music performance. And each school highlighted their own song with their own instruments or their own movement activity. And we have a theme. And so this was an amazing way to advocate for music because we would invite the administrators from not just our schools, but from, you know, superintendents and from that building to come and observe and participate and um, watch what the students are doing in their music rooms. Um, And so... This is the perfect opportunity, like I said, to just bring awareness to everyone um, and explain to them why music shouldn't be the first thing to go when budget cuts are made. Maybe you need to create pie charts, uh, presentations, statistics, or you have, you know, like, like I said, your choir perform. Um, my choir would perform at different, the airport or banks, and we even went to the administration building around my district to perform. Just seeing these students perform music, it makes them realize how important it is. Not just because they're performing music, but 
Um, it does, music does tie into other subjects. And there's a lot of music integration activities I even share on my blog. If you want to go check them out, different articles I've written about how to integrate music with other subjects. But these are just things, like I said, a lot of people just aren't aware of. They just aren't. Because I've gotten the question so many times that I'm sure you have as well. Oh, you need a degree to teach music? I think people just don't get it. They think you're just, you know, pulling random songs out of the air and teaching those to the kids every day they come in. They don't realize sometimes that there's a strategy behind it, that yes, you have objectives you need to teach the kids and that music really does change lives. Which leads me right into my last point, music changes lives, okay? (laughs) I've seen this happen firsthand. You never know who's going to be coming through your classroom door. It could be the next Pavarotti or Mozart. I've seen firsthand children who have had a rough, rough life, who have just felt like they have struggled in every area, not just academically, but every area in their life. They're the kids having a hard time making friends. They're the kid who's always in trouble. They're the kid who feels like they can't do anything right. And it maybe doesn't happen right away, but eventually you notice this child, because the cool thing about being an elementary music teacher is you get to see the same students every year. And so you're seeing these babies grow up right before your eyes. And so this child who maybe just feels like they can't succeed all of a sudden you just kind of see them start developing this love for music and you see their life just changing because of it, because they're happier. They give, it gives them a sense of purpose. They all of a sudden decide, like I said, to pursue um, private lessons. They ask you maybe to teach them private lessons. They decide to try out for your honor squire. They go to middle school and they decide to pursue music. Then one day you see this child come back, which has happened to me. They go on to become a music major in college all because that little dream was sparked in them. So um, these kids will sometimes decide, I mean, not decide, sorry. They will, um, what is the word I'm looking for? My goodness. They will um, discover, gosh, that's the word. They'll discover they have a natural talent sometimes. That just like a child who's, you know, play, they'll, they play sports. Sometimes they don't know they have a natural talent for different sports until they just experience it. The same thing in music class, just experiencing music sometimes helps these kids really find out that they have a natural talent for things just because you've opened the door. Okay. So I want to know from you, what ways are you doing celebrating music in our school's month in March and all year long. How are you advocating? How are you teaching music? How are you making others aware of the importance of music education? Share this podcast episode on Instagram and tag me in it and let me know how you're celebrating music in our school's month with your students. Let me know. I would love to hear all about it. And I cannot wait to be back next week. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.